Welcome, listeners, to A Night of Shreds and Patches, an immersive actual play podcast. This episode features the talents of... Penn Van Batavia as... Marathon Messenger. Kit Adamas as... Birdie Foundling. Cameron Robertson as... Emma Blackwood. Sydney Whittington as... Cassidy Shard. Nick Robertson as GM and narrator. Hello, listeners. This is your editor, Sydney, with today's messages. Happy Pride. Whether you're a member of the Alphabet Mafia yourself or you're just here to support our show full of its members, we'd like to wish you a merry Be Gay, Do Crime. Somal was a riot after all. I am contractually required to tell you that we do not condone any illegal acts committed in our name or otherwise. But if you do want to stick it to the man and support your friendly queer folk, consider backing our Patreon, which gives you access to bonus episodes, campfire conversations, and other fun rewards. We promise it's at least as gay back there as it is in the main feed. And with that, we wrap up today's announcements and head into Season 2, Episode 28, How This Life Works. And so, join us, for now our tale to yours attaches, to carry hope, a night of shreds and patches. The town of Glacialf is surprisingly quiet, especially from the outskirts, as the sun makes its way up through the cloudy sky in the morning. We see the Patna cleaning up after a quick breakfast, preparing to leave this town and move on to the next leg of their journey. From where the rig is parked, the Patna hears a mixture of nature noises from outside of town and the sounds you would expect from fishermen preparing for their day, casting off, and a large industrial canning complex cycling up as well. Where do we see the members of the Patna as they prepare to leave? Cassidy is putting away the remnants of bacon, eggs, and toast for breakfast because while they're still sitting in town and we're set up, it's a slow start to the morning. Cassidy's pouring the grease into the about halfway full mason jar and then seals the top 
and sets it on the ground next to the rest of the cleanup happening and calls across the camp. Hey, Birdie, I topped off your thing with today's bacon grease. Birdie is crouched over on the other edge of the campsite with the contents of her bag spread out a little bit to try and reorganize. And she has some random assortments of tools that she's certainly looking for and perks her head up at Cassidy calling for her. Oh, thanks, Cassidy. And she gets up and jogs over to Cassidy and will take the jar and really make sure the lid is on tight. Just be like, Ren said that I smell like bacon grease. So I'm going to try and make sure that it's not like leaking out in my bag because I don't want to smell like bacon grease all the time. Maybe just I (laughs) think that's fair. And also, if you with your rewards from this last thing, if you are over your bacon grease phase, I'm happy to use it for cooking. We might be there just in case. I'll keep it. But just in case. Just in case. And she's like slowly backing away from Cassidy with the jar. She's protective of her bacon grease. And she'll return over to her charcuterie board of tools and random findings and little trinkets that she had in her bags and put it alongside the rest of her bottles and jars. During this breakfast cleanup and reorganization effort, Emma has been packing up the tents and getting everything both loaded back into the rig, but then also prepped for travel within the rig. So making sure everything like the motorcycle that's now hanging on the side is well attached and isn't going to rattle around as we drive and double checking everything in the back of the rig is secured, making sure that all of the chests along the sides are properly closed. They won't be flapping open as we drive. It's just walking back and forth between the rig, whatever stuff is still remaining scattered about the camp and then occasionally disappearing into the rig. Marathon was helping Emma with the most heavy things that needed to be packed away into the rig. But since it's mostly just picking up scattered things now, she's kind of moved on to playing around with sports for now. And her bright red shaggy hair is coming down over her eyes as she's doing almost a trick like with a basketball when you roll it from the tip of one hand down your shoulders to the tip of the other hand and flipping him up into the air and catching him. And she's just continuing to do little tricks with sports as sports continues to make little gurgling sounds. She flips him one more time up into the air like she was shooting a basketball straight up and then runs and slides and catches him down again and sits down. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, sports little guy. God, you're just it's so cute and it's so fun. And I love having having a. uh, have never had that. Wow. You rock, little guy. She goes for a fist bump. (laughs) Hell yeah, buddy. You having fun with your new pet marathon? (laughs) Yeah, I uh, we're just we just I just helped finish uh, sports help, too. Uh, We just loaded up some of the heavy stuff. So Emma, do you need help putting out the fire or anything? Emma is walking past with a handful of pots and pans that were used to cook breakfast. Uh, I assumed Cassidy was doing that. So if it is, since it's still lit, yes, I would love his help doing that marathon. Cassidy 
makes eye contact with Emma and then does a eye gesture to the side towards Marathon and the fish and raises an eyebrow. Emma shrugs and it's accented by the fact that she has a pan in both hands. So just a very grandiose shrug and walks over to the chest on the side of the rig that we store the pots in. Okay, we got this neat trick. Here, here, sports, drink the water. Okay, squeeze! (laughs) And she squeezes sports and sports spews out water onto the fire. (laughs) Cassidy gets up and takes a step back quickly going, I, that's kind of gross. Well, who else is using the fire, right? Well, I was sitting by it. Oh, sorry. You know, apologies. I did not. It's fine. It'll be warm soon anyway. (sighs) Sorry, I'm just excited to get on the road. Yep. Hey, Marathon. Yeah. Marathon turns and looks to you while holding sports with the big sparkly anime eyes. Yeah. (sighs) What's your plan with sports there? Sports? What, What do you mean the plan? Well, those fish only live here. Yeah? Is your plan to take sports with us? Well, yeah, right? Oh, if you're worried... Okay, no, no, no. Uh, just need... Just add water, from what I understand. Taking care of this little guy for the past few days, so... Just need some water. And all of the oil that's now staining your shirt? Hey, you know, that's why I've got the, the sweater on. And I can take off, you know, I've got my fish sweater. And sports has got his little sweater. And you know what sports eats? Uh, sesame sticks, uh, sludge. How many sesame sticks do you have left? Marathon pats her pockets. Uh, I got like a half a bag here. I assume we could pick some up somewhere else. Oh, Marathon, I don't think we can take sports with us. Uh, what? Um, hmm. It's an interesting decision that you are, an interesting opinion that you are sharing with me right now. Um. But I think, you know, it'd be really cool. I think sports sports is happy, you know, hanging out with uh, hanging out with us. So, yeah, does sports know we're a mercenary company? Um, I, I don't know if he has the facilities at that level, but yeah, well, that's so we saw last well, a couple days ago that, you know, we tend to be in mortal danger a lot. Yeah, is one is do you know that sports won't get you or himself into trouble and two do you know that sports <laughs> can stay out of trouble like out of splash damage well is sports gonna stay in the rig every time we go do anything sports <clears throat> is um uh, uh, very capable um is problem solver and so i think that he would be a great addition to your guys' team, and I can, you know, be sports' handler or whatever. Yeah. And when you're holding sports to keep him from getting away while things are attacking and poking holes in your chest? Uh, well, sports did well. So, it did not get stabbed and did, did remain, was not a target, so... And Sports is aware of the life that goes into a mercenary company. That Sports will never get to see any of his family or anything like him ever again, assuming there's not anything around here that is necessary for his long-term survival, like all of the weird stuff floating on the water over there. 
Marathon's starting to sweat and she tries to push her shaggy hair back and it falls back down onto her face. And so she just takes off her knitted sweater for now. Uh, <clears throat> um, oh, sorry. Uh, let me just take this off. Uh, no, uh, I'm sure that's fine. Oh, <sighs> and, and sports is, you know, has been explained that all of these things, sports is capable of making these choices on his own to decide to never come back. Ah. God damn it, Cassidy. No, it's Jolly Jogger. Just thought it was fun. I I love I love him. I don't know. I think he likes me. Is that that's all you really need, right? She's nervously smiling. What's going to happen, Marathon, when we take sports two weeks from here and he starts getting sick or we get in a fight and he gets hurt? Are you emotionally prepared to take the responsibility of that because sports can't oh uh, <clears throat> okay um yeah okay you can't just stroll up and recruit someone to a mercenary company without them knowing how this life works and i don't think sports well, fish, sports is a fish jolly jogger i mean if your answer is that you don't value sports's life and needs enough that you're just gonna uh, scoop him up and take him that's an answer. Gosh. Okay, Cassidy, fine. Um, I, Marathon's really struggling to find the words. She's got a cutoff t-shirt on underneath her sweater, and she's just pulling on the collar to kind of fan herself. I will not. Okay, we will. Marathon, do you know what mercenary life is like? Has your month or two of being with us enlightened you? Um, How many times have you almost died now? Or the rest of us? A few, yeah. There was that time where we almost died with, like, a whole conclave. I remember well. Um, yeah, I, I understand. If this is all about sports, okay, I'm sports. I, I can say goodbye to sports. I will just... Well, sports would be a good sport about it, hopefully. Oh, God. But there are people here that can take care of sports. Like that old lady? Yeah, the old lady who knit sweaters. Uh, okay, okay. I'll put them back. I'll put. I'll bring them back. I'll bring them back. Is that 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 it? Are you still? You keep joining us on our missions, marathon. Well, yeah, I'm happy. Happy to help. You know. Are you a passenger? You don't need to do this. Um, about that. You can ride along like sports. Yes. Yeah, so about that. And I want to know what Emma and Birdie, their reactions are, if they're eavesdropping slash what they're doing. I think Emma got caught in the awkward spot of being slightly too close to the conversation, being next to the truck. So they didn't want to leave the truck because then she'd be like walking right past them as they had this conversation. But she has run out of things to do <laughs> at the rink. So just has calmly but also very awkwardly just walked silently past this conversation as it's been going and went over and kneeled next to birdie in her bag so she's slightly farther away from the conversation but i think as the conversation specifically was happening about sports emma did like behind marathon's back as she was passing like give cassidy a recognized nod of like yeah good job with the fish argument but then is like, I don't want to be here for the rest of this. <laughs> Birdie has been conveniently taking a very long time to organize and repack her backpack, going 
almost in slow motion as she's trying to put her things back into her little tool roll that she has, just trying not to draw attention to herself and make too much noise. But she's also definitely trying to make out every single word that they're saying. And when Emma comes over to sit by her, she gives her the look of OGs and tries to mumble to Emma just, she's going pretty hard on Marathon. Emma nods back with wide eyes, just kind of a tight, straight line of her mouth. Yep, so this conversation's happening now, I guess. Should we stop them? Um, you know, I think they need to have the conversation. Uh, yeah, that that's 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 what it is. I I think it it does need to happen. Uh, here, you can help me organize some of my wrenches and stuff if you want. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I'm I am great at organizing tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will lend my expertise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Birdie just glances over at Marathon to see if she can make eye contact with her. As Birdie's trying to make eye contact with Marathon, she has set sports down and is awkwardly rubbing the back of her neck and makes brief eye contact as the words come from her mouth about that. And she gives a very solemn small thumbs up to the side. Um, so, Cassie. So, Marathon. Yep. I'm going to be a very level with you. Um, so, I do not have the funds that I promised anymore. And I understand that that uh, is... Um, I never fully had the funds that I promised. And I like to apologize. If you need me to... Ju- if you just need to boot me out here at Glace Shelf, completely understand that. Um, um, I admitted this to uh, Birdie and Emma earlier. And... Um, I just, yes, uh, and Marathon is just wide-eyed watching Cassidy for a reaction. Cassidy is standing where she jumped up from the fire with her arms crossed, looking more resigned than mad. And at the mention that Birdie and Emma got told this, she casts a glance in their direction. Birdie immediately looks back to her backpack and whistles very inconspicuously. <laughs> Emma will make eye contact with Cassidy and once again shrugs, but has a smirk that's kind of like, well, yeah, I was going to make her tell you. <laughs> Cassidy gives the looking off into the distance nod of, I understand why you did this. Okay, fine. And then Emma does the yikes smile and looks back down to the backpack. And Cassidy, again, levels eye contact at Marathon. (sighs) Marathon is holding back a cringe right now. Kind of figured that was the case when we were leaving. Um, You had more than I thought you would. Um, I've kind of been scrounging that up as we go. So, Emma also uh, made an argument for you getting paid in travel time for your efforts in IOTA. So, yeah. So, I... I am more than happy to work for you guys as recompense. Um, yeah, so you're incapable of being a passenger any longer is what you're saying. Yes, but I I completely understand if the decision is to, you know, drop me off here or just leave me here. But um, 
I, she stands up a little bit. I really think that I have um, been fitting in well with with y'all, and I would appreciate the opportunity to prove that if need if 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 you would give me that. Cassidy looks towards the rig with its big painted fish in a gear, the logo of Pally, and the fishers who are no longer affiliated with the Patna. Marathon, do you have you been here long enough to understand what it means to be a mercenary? Do you know better than sports does? You could stay here and have a nice, peaceful life rolling sports around and being friends with the other person in town who has a pet jogger. Oh, you didn't meet them. They were in the shop. Oh, well, maybe we'll stop by there before we leave or before you guys leave. Um, but uh, no, I, I'm i actually like, I feel like I'm hitting a new phase. I like, I don't know. I've, 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 I feel like I'm kind of good at this. I don't know. I'm still working on it, but, and, and, you know, you guys are my friend, like Cassidy. I don't know if you would consider me a friend, but I consider you a friend. So, and you guys are my friends and I like hanging out, traveling, doing exciting, dangerous things. I understand that there may be some like risk to your life and limb and I mean, I guess you already gave up everything about your life previously, but yeah, like what do I have, uh, you know? I, I could do radio again, but I'm I, I, that wasn't really what I was... It's my passion, you know? Well, this isn't ice derby. No, but when you get out there, it's like... It can be just as exciting, that that rush, that hype, you know? But, yeah, that's... that's I don't know if that's a dangerous mindset, but... I mean, it's not... This isn't a game. No. You can't... I know there have been accidents in ice derby, but this is... It's not accidents out here. This is people trying to kill you or machines trying to kill you. If you go into it thinking it's a game, if you go into it not being prepared for the reality of things, you will get hurt. And much like maybe you weren't prepared to take responsibility for sports, getting hurt doing something. If you don't know the reality of coming out here and seeing your friends die, like it becomes our responsibility to make sure that you don't. And we can't, if you're not a passenger and if your job isn't only to keep yourself safe and you're going to come and be a part of the team and do things with us like if you understand that that's what the stakes are and you can make that choice for yourself yeah i mean if if i'm gonna if you're gonna die i would rather be there for it i mean as morbid as that sounds it's not fun to watch your friends die no i'm sure it's not cassidy i'm not saying it's fun i would just I'd be very, feel like I, I'd be doing a disservice to miss that. And, and this way I can be there to help keep you guys safe, right? I mean, I'm getting back into shape out here. I'm, I hope I've been doing some help. I mean, I want to I wanna keep you safe too, you know? Cassidy sighs again and touches the scar that's on her face and looks at all the scars that are on marathons. <laughs> She's awkwardly has her arms open with a super awkward smile. What are Emma and Birdie doing now? How slow can we possibly organize this backpack? They're basically playing a game at this point. Birdie is just absentmindedly drawing little shapes in the dirt, and she does visibly hold back a grin when Marathon's telling Cassidy that she wants to help keep her safe and then glances at Emma 
while we were going through the backpack, we found your cards. So we're just playing a card game with the backpack, blocking it from view of them. Just anything to keep us busy over here. But when Birdie looks at Emma with the awe, she wants to take care of us. A smile. Emma meets her eyes. And the look is like, yes, they are flirting. And then when Marathon says, well, if you're going to die, I'd rather be there. Emma kind of loses it very quietly. Yeah, both of them are trying very, very hard not to be obvious about the fact that they're listening, but it is intensely obvious to anyone who even gives them a, a look during the conversation. Well, and I think it's because we're close enough that we're not having to work hard to overhear this conversation either, but we also don't want to interrupt the conversation. Mm -hmm. So it's more trying to be as unobtrusive as possible because, like, they know we're here, but, like, they've got a flow going. (laughs) Yeah. Cassidy's going a little hard, but it's good. It's for the best. The conversation needs to happen. And we would much rather happen somewhere that we get to listen in on it. So we don't want to interrupt it. Mm -hmm. They're going to continue with their game of... We're playing Go Sports. It's like Go Fish, but it is now sports themed. Sports is eating dirt and enjoying it thoroughly. (laughs) Cassidy gives a sideways head shake and a shrug. Yeah, I mean, you don't... I suppose you have been here long enough to understand if your eyes have been open. What? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Hey, Emma and Birdie, since I know you're listening right there. (laughs) Emma looks up. Does not look guilty. She knows this isn't her fault. (laughs) Marathon is entering a uh, formal application to join the Patna. Marathon's eyes go wide, and she stands up straight as her hands go to her hips. Group decision here. Do we accept Marathon's membership? Coming from the person who did already say she was a part of the Padna to the Advantage people, just let her in. (laughs) My vote's yes. Sports coughs up a pile of slimy dirt onto the ground. Marathon scoots Sports away from the rock with her foot behind her. (laughs) Cassidy sticks out a hand. Well, you are formally invited to join the Padna. Congratulations. Marathon freezes, staring at the hand, looking down at it, then looks back up at Cassidy with eyes wide, looks back down at the hand and reaches out and very quickly shakes it. Oh, you you will not regret this. Thank you so much, Cassidy. I, you know, I am so sorry for all the things that I did earlier. And I would I I just can't wait for the opportunity to show you that I can be a very good uh, addition to the patina and uh, that, you know, I, I, you know, and then she starts stumbling on her words and is like, you know, I'm just, thanks, Cassidy. Do you, do you do, do you do hugs? She is holding on to Cassidy's hand. It's maybe not shaking anymore, but she's got both hands over Cassidy's right now. Oh, look, Emma, they're holding hand. It's so cute. (sighs) Go for it. Okay, thank you. And she pulls Cassidy in, not like a super squeeze hug, but like a fairly compressed hug. You could feel the condensation that has been arising on Marathon as this conversation has happened. Cassidy returns the hug, sports firmly, with the slap on the back of, yes, partnership. Uh, um, and then Marathon pulls back. Uh, Fran- France? She does a slight tilt of her head. 
I can earn that too. You know what? I will earn that, Miss Cassidy. So, um, friends marathon. You could see her lip tighten up a bit. All right. First, Patna group decision with our new member here. <laughs> hey, Birdie and Emma. Yes. We got to figure out where we're, where our immediate next step is now that we're not chasing Advantia signals and chasing Advantia whims and chasing Advantia. Mm-hmm. We can be done packing the backpack now. Birdie manages <laughs> to scoop everything up in the exact order she wants it in less than 15 seconds. <laughs> yes, you can be done packing the backpack now. Yay! Thank you. And Cassidy goes over to her crate on the side of the rig and produces a large scope map with the next potentially few weeks worth of travel at a high enough level of detail to plot the large scale route. Yeah, so that the signal's still southwest. I was I was I want that to be clear. I was never lying about that signal. Definitely that is still something that I got the signal, you know, if you don't remember the signal from when I was at the radio station, I got it. And I think there's like some treasure or something. There's like a sky shit. And I don't know if I said that earlier, but. Well, I don't know, because we're our passenger that was paying us to go chase that has. I don't know. I guess her money dried up. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, sky ship. Um, Anyone see a reason to uh, abandon our course? Because I think we can still go keep chasing Marathon's treasure. I just want to know what's there. It sounds inappropriate when you say it that way, Cassidy. Well, I didn't say her treasure chest. She specifically did not say my booty. So (sighs) I think we cleared that joke. We are okay. The two of them together are even worse. This is terrible. (laughs) Well, you know, if it was if we find all of this treasure like out in a swamp somewhere. You think maybe we can write in our memoirs about it when we get old, about how we we did this giant quest for a wet chest? Oh, that was a a long, long little journey to get there, but it was... Well, it will be. Satisfying. Was it? Okay. It was a five out of ten. It's pretty good. So we have many miles to go. For historical reasons, we're not going anywhere near Allium because they might try and kill me. I keep forgetting that you guys, like... Fucked up Allium. Well, they... Wait, uh, not it us de- guys. Cassidy guys. <laughs> oh, de- yeah. They've yes, probably put it back together now, but the problem is they put it back together in the status quo, and we spent a lot of effort to try and not have it be that. But, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Some people really like a police-heavy state. Mostly the police and the people who benefit from that. But that's beyond the point. We're just not going near Allium. Well, I mean, Southwest is just going towards the plains so there's not much over there i am still interested in going after the signal i have recently discovered that i very much enjoy uh finding ancient caches of civilization remnants of the scientific variety and i would love to do that without adventure with us Mm -hmm. no but you could get berated for not being a wizard the whole time it'll be great you know i think i think i'm i'm over that happening you know and we also get first dibs on everything. Wow. Yeah, first dibs, not even second dibs. Oh my gosh. And now we all get dibs together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we do have a lurking something deep in the night oh, that we what? probably need to deal with. Also, uh, the what? night is like kind of destroyed. What, what, what's lurking? Oh, there was like some evil AI thing that apparently is just living in the night. And also maybe the night has its own AI. I don't know. We were working through it in Iota, and uh, 
Oh, it was not lurking, going to come it, lurking in the night with a K. The first one I heard is lurking in the night, like the nighttime. Oh, okay. Like, sorry, what sorry. on earth are you talking about? I know, the, I was the like, night over there okay. that's in the trailer. Yeah, it's okay. Got it. Yep. Uh, so good news for that lurking thing. Uh, <laughs> the night doesn't have enough power right now for that to have any influence on anything. But also the night doesn't have power, so it can't move right now. So any repairs I'm doing have to be done in the back of the rig anyway. So that doesn't really alter where we can travel at all. We've got our distillery reward, whatever that thing is, slowly dripping. Yeah, and it it's cooking, so we don't need to like camp out anywhere for any amount of time for me to work on it. That can be a traveling thing. We just aren't going to want to take any jobs that we would require the night. Yeah. Until I get that back up and at least <laughs> powering on. That'll be the first step of progress. Well, we did make our four squares of actual cash off of the first advantage job. So we can travel for a fair bit, probably without having to stop and take another job. Cassidy is traces a line on a map showing one of the major trade routes from near where they are. So a couple of days travel for when they are to get onto it and then a long road going far southwest. So I guess we can go this way. Eventually we'll get to San Archie, which is, it's fine. It's a town. They have food. High praise. Okay. Yeah. Well, between there and where at least the vicinity of that signal, kind of the only thing of note is Sasnak if it's in the region. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Sasnak traveling. Yeah. We, um, broadcast out there before actually. Think here, can I see the map for saying it? Cassidy moves out of the way and lets Marathon. Okay. And Marathon makes a triangle with her fingers. Uh, like this is the area where it's hard to predict the predict the travel, but this is where we targeted our signal to because it's kind of the most common area to find it. So they would catch parts of our season and stuff. Well, and I do have a uh, former member of the Patna that's actually living and theoretically thriving that is on Sasnak in a actually a reasonably high position of renown. Yeah. The first sword. So Seriously? Yeah. The Patna has been Sasnak is one of the cities that we haven't been kicked out of. That's good. <laughs> well, we left on good terms with the city. Uh she got into some disagreements with Wyatt that I looking back on I don't disagree with her, <laughs> but so we could plan to go swing by, find the towns, find the latest sightings. Birdie has been wearing her contemplation face and looking down at the pebble that she's been kicking in the same two inches of space with the toe of her boot and is like, um, I'm, yeah, we could, I know some tech experts. They're kind of, I mean, it's my, my family. Uh, yeah, you haven't been back in a while. Are you okay going back? Yeah, that sounds. You sound. Yeah, of you course. Why wouldn't I be okay with wistfully. that? Because your voice is getting all high. <laughs> oh, no, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it is. It, it's okay if you're not. We don't. Have I'm okay. To go. Look, I we weren't on bad terms when I, you know, got blown out of the city. <laughs> um, it's just I'm. It's fine. It's fine. I'm okay with going back there. It's probably good for me. I haven't been back in, oh, yeah, seven years, like three months or something like that. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I we mean, can. We don't need to go visit. No, I don't mind. I really, I really don't. I'm being honest. No, you're selling it. So, so you don't mind, but would you rather we avoid it? Yeah. <sighs> I would feel guilty er if I didn't take the chance to go back. I think so. I'm even if I know it's going to be interesting to see everyone again. I think I think it would be good to go back. I'm just nervous. <laughs> That's it. I mean, look. One of my guardians has this thing where she can, like, speak to technology, kind of. Go on. Uh, Emma has cocked her head in the interested bird or dog <laughs> posture. Yeah, she's she's really good at it. She kind of, like, there's this thing where she, like, hacks into the city, basically, and can talk to the actual, like, tech that's running the city and it helped us a lot on jobs and then one of my other guardians uh he was an aspiring inventor so is that aspiring as in he tried to do things and wasn't successful or juno made a lot of things he um he made things and he's really ambitious with how he makes things and he's gotten a lot better since i met him he really has <laughs> i i choose to believe in my heart of hearts he's gotten better well how how good was he when you left uh well when i left the last thing i remember him working on was this like thing <laughs> very technical i know but um it's like he tried to make this grappling hook that also looked like an octopus tentacle. He had a running thing with octopus themed things. Uh, huh. No, it it worked. It worked sometimes. It helped us out on a few missions with some sticky situations, but it was kind of buggy and it did once malfunction and grabbed Winifred's hair and she needed to get like an impromptu haircut and so she nearly threw it out but they figured it out I think I think they should have it debugged by now you know it's okay well important question none of these people are Advantia no no uh, we don't really like the Advantia a lot in Sasnak that is reassuring it's like the city mm, works on a level of tech that a lot of Advantia people would be kind of like wary of. Ren and Cypherra would hate Sasnak, I think. Oh, I was pretty fine. Like the six months-ish or whatever I spent there. Like, Oh, well, you're not Advantia. I just mean like down in like the guts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's loud and it's machiney. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's a city that wanders around on its own, which I feel like would not be Ooh, it's spooky. their cup of tea. I'm so excited that we might meet your family, Birdie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be so fun for real, actually. It's, you like them. They'll like you, and that's what's important. And we can... You don't sound sure about that. I'll take you guys to the X-Bikes or something, and we can meet your friend, Cassidy, who's, like, really high up. Like, that's that's... I've never known anyone that high. I knew the head of the ramp girls. Well, we ramp definitely girls? went through the ramp girls to get on board. Please, somebody, God, what? tell me about the ramp girls. So 
to enter Sasnak, they have this giant ramp because it never stops moving. And so the vehicles can just, if we're going, we're eventually going to see it, obviously. So like the vehicles just kind of drive up onto the ramp and the ramp girls control the ramp. Basically, they control when it comes up, when it goes down. They're kind of like a line of defense for the city. Wow, that's so cool. And they're all really cool and really smart. And she's digging her toe in her boot. Okay, twirl your hair more. Cassidy raises an eyebrow. And really nice and really pretty. So you're more excited to see the ramp girls than to see your family? No. Just just being especially for I don't have any look. To be fair, I don't exactly have complicated relationships with the ramp girls. I mean, I don't want to see my family at all ever again, so I I don't blame you. I'm looking to have complicated relationships and very good people. That's what I mean. I'm just nervous. That's it. That's all. I'm just nervous. And you know what? That's totally fair. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, okay. So, Sasnak. Yeah, so we will go down here, skirting the edge of anywhere of anyone that even knows anything about Allium. Then we can hit that triangle, most likely Sasnak spots. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure as we get close, we'll find people. It's not a, like a city can hide. It just wanders. But probably by that point, we will, well, maybe before then, but definitely by Sasnak, we would be in need of funds. But I'm sure that there would be work there. And especially if Gwen has stuff that she could put us under contract for. She got made first sword of the city because of the Patna's accomplishments, even if I'm the only person left who remembers any of that yeah well i'm sure it must have been really important if it was like first sword type stuff we always just did work in the guts yeah so i mean there's always stuff like that i hear it gets real fancy there sometimes well i mean like in the domes yeah there are a lot of kind of eccentric rich people that live in the domes no, I'm sure if we go see Gwen, we're going to have some fancy go impress the nobles or whatever. But, you know, the nicer the people's clothes, the more money they have generally. Hmm. Well, unless they spent it all on their clothes. Yeah, well, <laughs> that'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we do need to get you some yeah. new clothes, probably that are in one piece and not covered in slime. I mean, I, I scrounged up some stuff. Got my cool cutoff t-shirt. Yeah. There's only uh, so many clothes left of Wyatt's. And yeah. by so many, I mean, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, Birdie and I owe you a new flannel. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, sports, sports, stop. Stay off the rock. God, this kid. <laughs> so sounds like we have a plan. And assuming no further interruptions, we know where we're going at least for the next few weeks yeah cool so maybe these tech people if we have any ongoing issues with the night or if our uh salvaged body of they who shall not be named people who can communicate with machinery are a valued commodity i suppose yeah yeah um well i guess marathon uh Say your goodbyes to your friend or do a very good job of smuggling them in the back so I never see them. (laughs) I appreciate that you think that I even have that as a possibility. Uh, 
I mean, you got sports into the facility without us noticing. That's true. You guys were really blinded. Yes, the most responsible of choices. Take a small woodland, which is seashore creature into... Waterland? A, yeah. Wetland? Oh, that works better. You know what I'm going to say? I'm just going to say it worked out. But sports. Hey, sports. Huh? Um, let's take a walk. <laughs> Marathon, as she... Starts walking with sports, holds out her hand to grab one of his fins as they walk off into the rising sun. Cassidy watches Marathon walk away and goes, I feel a little bit bad for sports and for Marathon, but we can't have a jolly jogger hanging out in the cockpit with us with a rig or, a, you know, under Marathon shirt while we're getting shot at. Maybe just a little. I think sports had a grand adventure the past few days that they can go home and regale all of their friends with. Yes. Yeah. So how long did you guys know that Marathon was broke? Uh, well, if we're being honest about everything, I totally helped her steal when we were um, driving away. Oh, good. And let her have some of that money. Because either way, it's going to our food either way. That was my thing. But we were very careful and very responsible. So... Oh, getting caught stealing is not great for reputation, so uh, don't get caught, I guess. I won't. You guys are fine with Marathon? Yeah, I think she told me after Iota. Birdie, do you remember what she told me? Yeah. I think it was after Iota. Yeah, it was. I, I, it was, because <laughs> it, it was because really that bad about it. And that's why I came to talk to you, Casty, about how she had been helpful and shouldn't have to pay that week. Yes. Checks out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, I wasn't going to tell you. She needed to deal with that herself. Well, she did. Proud of her. We'll just impart some more wisdom and maybe she won't sprint into combat entirely. No value for her own life soon. I mean, we can hope. <laughs> well, as fellow members of the Patna, you get to help now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With making sure that she doesn't get herself killed? Yep. Were we not already doing that? No, probably. But now you're formally being tasked. Okay. Well, <laughs> she wants to protect you, Cassidy. Well, you want to protect her too, because I just told you to, so. That's, that's no, different. No, but she <laughs> wants to protect you. But also, if you're going to die, she wants to be there. <laughs> she wants to be there for you. <laughs> Cassidy is doing the smile of, I am not taking this bait. And you know what? We don't care that you're not taking the bait. <laughs> she... Just death is a spectator sport, so she really wants to see it happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think that's what she meant by it, but also it's definitely what it sounded like when the words came out of her mouth. Just a little bit. She's a very good worder. Mm. Cassidy shakes her head. At least you know she cares. <laughs> Birdie's just got the biggest grin on her face. Cassidy is continuing to make the face of, I am not taking this bait. Well, do we want to go hit the stores and buy marathon clothes before we get out of here. Yeah. Do you want to help us pick colors that'll look good on her? Mm-hmm. Emma just has a huge shit-eating grin. Cassidy has her tongue stuck into the side of her cheek. Is that a no, then? No, you're going to make bad choices if you're unsupervised. Are we? Obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you obviously need to come and help supervise us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because we can't let her walk around in clothes that she looks bad in. No, that would reflect poorly on the Patna. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cassidy exactly. starts walking away towards the <laughs> cab of the rig and goes, well, she's she's never going to look bad in anything. <laughs> oh, really? Emma starts excitedly clapping. <laughs> As Cassidy and Birdie and Emma walk companionably back into the town of Glacelf to do some last-minute gathering of supplies and clothes before their next leg of their journey. We cut to Marathon on the edge of the swampy lagoon past Glacelf, but before the Glacelf Sea. Marathon is saying her goodbyes to Sports, the Jolly Jogger. And, yeah, it's just... I know it's a lot to take in, but hope you can understand i really valued the time we had together and i think it's it's for the best that you know you you have a have a good time out here in your home you know i'm not trying to take you from your home or anything so um uh i love you little buddy this is hard okay uh you feel free to keep that sweater okay and she's kneeling down next to sports as sports is half submerged in the mud. Sports lifts one of his fish legs and presses it against Marathon's knee, leaving behind a little wet print, and goes, <laughs> turns around and swims away. A single tear starts rolling down Marathon's cheek. She says, yeah, I will take care of myself. Take care of yourself, Sports! Sports, having made it to the deeper water of the lagoon, swims down below the surface, but then breaks the surface in a beautiful jump. The sun, having come out behind the clouds, glistens off of his slimy skin and sopping wet sweater, and you get a beautiful picture of him in your mind's eye before he disappears beneath the stagnant water of the lagoon and back to his natural habitat. Marathon stands back up, takes a big sniffle, wipes the tear from her eye, and turns to see the rig behind her with her three official friends. And we see the Patna, all four members now, rolling out of the town of Glacelf, leaving sports and the rest of the friends they've made in this town behind as they roll on to their next adventure. And as the rig pulls on to the best paved road on the way out of town heading south, we also see, unbeknownst to the Patna, a cluster of mechanical eyes watching impassively from a nearby copse of trees following the Patna with unblinking precision. Welcome back to MTR 1153. That was just the end of today's broadcast, and we'll be right back to the music after this little break. The particulars of the subsequent can be found in the show notes. This has been A Night of Shreds and Patches, an actual play podcast using the Genesis game system from Fantasy Flight Games. The show was edited by Sydney Whittington and features the talents of Kit Adamus as Birdie. Kit can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Venus Vultures. Kit is also a voice actor for Elevator Pitch Podcast, a queer genre-hopping anthology podcast that can be accessed on Spotify and YouTube. Penn Van Batavia as Marathon. 
She can be found on Twitter at AcquiredChaste. Penn is an indie TTRPG designer whose most recent work includes Our Us, an intimate art relationship tool for two, and Unjustice, a dark drinking game set in a violent alternate West. Check out fair other work at penharper.itch.io. Sydney Whittington as Cassidy. Sydney can be found on our Discord server, which is linked in the show notes, and on Twitter at Sydney underscore wit. She's also a contributing editor for the Orpheus Protocol, a cosmic horror espionage actual play podcast. Cameron Robertson as Emma. Cameron can be found on Twitter at MidnightMusic13 and on Instagram at Reading underscore and underscore Dreaming. Cameron is also a player on Tabletop Squadron, a Star Wars Edge of the Empire actual play podcast. And Nick Robertson as Narrator. Nick can be found on Twitter at Alias58. Nick is also the GM for Tabletop Squadron, which you can support at patreon.com slash tabletopsquadron. Nick can also be found as a player on the Orpheus Protocol. This podcast features the musical talents of Dora Violet and Arnie Parrott. You can find Dora at facebook.com slash Dora Violet. You can find Arnie at atptunes.com. The official artwork for this podcast was created by Rashid Alroka, which can be found on Instagram and ArtStation at RashidJRS. You can follow the Patna on Twitter at Akasap underscore podcast or visit the website www.akasap.com. To further support the show, consider joining the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Akasap where we'll be bringing you weekly content, including bonus episodes, campfire conversations, and other fun rewards. Until next time, signing off.